Good morning, everybody. It's a Sunday morning um, in Kansas, and we've got quite the overcast day, but the sun's been peeking out, and uh, it's nice and humid. So not enjoying that. Um, hopefully, maybe we'll get some rain out of it, and hopefully everybody is enjoying this this Sunday. Um, Mike just got back from uh, leading the music portion of uh, Bonner Nazarene's church service, and uh, just got back so we can have our service now and give us a shout out hit an emoji let us know that uh, you're watching listening whenever and wherever you end up watching or listening so our neighbor Ken is watching hey, down the hill hey mr. Brown <laughs> happy Sunday oh dear Heavenly Father we just thank you so much for this day Lord help us to be present in this moment and each moment of this day and we just thank you for um, bringing us together, keeping us healthy and safe. We just ask for your wisdom during this very, very strange time of quarantines and viruses. And um, just uh, ask that this would be a time that we would be open, quiet, and open to hear your leading, hear the Spirit's voice within. In Jesus' name. over just smashing her fingers in the door and her mom's recording her and her mom's got her all all calmed down and she's like you're okay take a deep breath and and then uh, you know she the girl goes through again the horrible thing that had happened to her and her mom's like you're okay take a deep breath and I could just hear God in that in that video in the voice of the mother just reminding the beloved child who she is she has a repeat after her that I am strong I am brave I am beautiful I am loved I am worthy and she can't say half the words but you can see it in her eyes and in her heart and at the end she's like thank you mommy and the mommy is like oh I love you and she's like I love you too and it's like that's that's our relationship with our loving, heavenly Abba. And Abba is another way that Jesus taught us to talk about God. And it connotes, connotes that just loving daddy, that when you're little, you just want to crawl up and, and, and Abba's going to make everything okay. Amen. It's about relationship. Yes. And it's just about that security that we have and that that uh, assurance the blessed assurance that we are loved yes and it's not anything that we do or by our performance uh, the lyric in this song i think what struck me was peace so unexplainable that i can hardly think and i mm -hmm. mentioned yesterday when i went live about a friend of ours who's been a christian for some time but has pretty much lost everything financially yep. going through the the covid crisis mm -hmm. but yet it's 
he's drawn closer to God than ever before, and he's just got the way that's the way he described it was yeah. peace, yeah, just undescribable peace. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for it. It's just that peace that passes all understanding, and that's that's the end game, mm -hmm. and that's what I wanted to talk about this morning because we grow up in Sunday school in Matthew 13 the parable that Jesus gives about the, the wheat and the tares and of course we all have the first thing we think is well I'm the tares and uh, I must be the tares because it's all about performance and what we do for God and uh, our first reaction is that well it must be about good and bad people and I'm obviously in the bad camp but I wanted to start things uh, the psalm for this week continues with this idea and it's Psalm 139 I'm gonna read from verse 1 through 11 and 22 through 23 but listen to the psalmist heart Lord you have searched me out and known me mm -hmm. you know my sitting down and my rising up you discern my thoughts from afar you trace my journeys and my resting places and are acquainted with all my ways. Indeed, there's not a word on my lips, but you, O Lord, know it all together. You press upon me behind and before you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain to it. Where can I go then from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I climb up to heaven, you are there. If I make the grave my bed, you are there also. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me mm -hmm. and your right hand hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will cover me and the light around me turn to night, darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as day. Mm -hmm. Darkness is light to you are both alike. Search me out, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my restless thoughts. The psalmist here is expressing just the reality that in our best days, in our worst days, if we go from highs to low, there's God. Yeah. He's with us and he knows our thoughts. He knows our hearts. He, he knows who we are. and. He accepts us. Yeah, and loves us. And uh, that darkness is light to you. Uh, I was just reminded the other day listening to a podcast um, uh, with Richard, uh, Father Richard Rohr, and, and he's saying that science has found that there is no such thing as absolute dark, absolute darkness where there is no light. He's like, even in what we would consider to be com complete pitch blackness, there are things called uh, neutrinos that um, are still emitting light, even to what um, our eyes would think would be completely dark. Mm -hmm. So there is no complete darkness. There is always the presence of light. Amen. And sometimes it's just a matter of getting quiet and, and yes. seeing that light. Yes. Becoming aware of it. Just like uh, in a dark room, everything seems dark until your eyes adjust. So our eyes need, um, the eyes of our spirit need um, quiet and less distractions to be settled down enough to then adjust to the light that um, God inside of us is trying to get to, through to us. Amen. Well, our scripture for this week is, I mentioned Matthew 13, and it's the parable of the, the wheat and the tares. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so hear the word of God. Jesus put before the crowd another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slave said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let them both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first, bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat mm -hmm. into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us this parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom, and the weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send His angels, and they will collect out of His kingdom all causes of sin and evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the Word of God for the people of God. And we say... Thanks be to God. Now... I want you to open up your mind a little bit because Don and I have been chewing on this uh, scripture all week because it's, it's, it's fascinating to us. I mentioned Sunday school because the traditional way of reading this is we we hear hell, mm -hmm. we hear eternal torment, we, Heaven hear, and hell. we hear that it's about who's good mm -hmm. and, and who's bad. Christians and non-Christians. Mm -hmm. But when you look at it a little further, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to kind of dive into this just a little bit. Uh, and I'm going to start out by saying, you have heard it explained that the wheat are those that do good and the tares that do bad. But if you think about it, I'm offering a different way of looking at it because basically this would make it about morality. Mm -hmm. And the thing about reality the ins and the outs and the do's and the don'ts mm -hmm. and when you when you boil your Christianity down to something you wear on your sleeve of what you do and what you don't I've traveled the world enough to meet people from other cultures ethnicities uh, creeds and you begin to see that morality is pretty subjective yep. even even from region to region around the yep. country uh, some Christians like to drink beer. Some Christians think it's a sin. Mm -hmm. uh, some Christians around the world have many wives, mm -hmm. and we would find that appalling. Yep. So, so you get into this moral about who's good and who's bad. Well, again, they differ from place to place. Who gets to set the parameters? Right. Um, and this has created a source of struggle for a, a lot of people because we always feel like we have to live up to somebody's expectations. So we try to live up to this moral code to somehow earn forgiveness, I guess is mm -hmm. what we're trying to do. Earn our salvation. Yeah. yeah. So 
many of us are taught that this parable speaks to judgment and those that go off to heaven and those that go off to torment mm -hmm. in hell. But, and I mentioned earlier that your first assumption is to just think negative, like I'm the, I'm the terrors, but. Or just to think, well, I'm the wheat and everybody yeah. else is gonna get, <laughs> but I'm definitely the wheat. But let me, let me back up. Yeah. This is in Matthew 13 and it's in um, a whole chapter of parables. parables sayings that Jesus is using um, to teach what the kingdom of God is like. So he has to use parables because it just can't be explained with um, just natural um, words. And so Jesus uses parables. Mm -hmm. But the kingdom of God, he is not talking about heaven. All of these are talking about the kingdom of God here and now, the reign of God on the, on earth. the earth. What is happening in your day to day, moment by moment, that is the kingdom of God that Christ at, at this time is ushering in and beginning. Right, and if you think about the context that this is set in, uh, Israel was a conquered nation mm -hmm. and they lived under the rule of the kingdom of Rome and it was all about the kingdom and your allegiance yep. to Rome and your submission. Who is Lord and who isn't? And so when you hear the kingdom of heaven being ushered in, mm -hmm. Jesus is introducing a whole new realm of truth. Yep a whole new realm of ideas and understanding and principles and mm -hmm. you've heard it said but mm -hmm. now i say mm -hmm. and so he's actually coming at it and saying this is the way the world operates mm -hmm. this is even how your country mm -hmm. and your religious leaders have operated you've heard it said but now i say yeah. and he's teaching this new kingdom mentality of heaven which is now and it's very it was very subversive i mean don't think that the gospel is not political it is at its heart extremely political amen so my encouragement right off the bat is if you're watching this at any point in the week well then god's spirit has led you here mm -hmm. and i believe you're the wheat mm -hmm. and uh, god has you searching for truth yeah. and god has you reaching out and wanting to know more about kingdom principles yeah. and how god operates and love and everything that goes along with what mm -hmm. we have in life in the spirit in christ so i would encourage you that if you're here watching us today you're you're the wheat yeah. and um the tares would be the ones that are just concerned with self. And I'd mentioned to you earlier this week that a terror would be somebody that would flip through this and say, oh, well, that's ridiculous. I don't want to watch that. They have no concern with they have no concern with the things of the kingdom. And or I've heard um, two commentaries just today on this scripture saying that you can look at um, uh, tares just in your life. You know, we have the good mm -hmm. things that the sower uh, Jesus is sowing into our lives but then there's things that the world is constantly trying to sow in our lives right. and the scripture even references <clears throat> that the tares are from the world and what that means it's not the earth it's not God's good creation it is the world's systems that lead to um, lead to poverty war injustice hate, um, hate um, systems that aren't equal for everyone um, just uh, um, we've talked about um, 
terrors can be the automatic negative thoughts, ways of thinking that will that have come into us, maybe from parents or grandparents or just or church indoctrination mm-hmm. that, you know, we've just our brains always go a certain way in certain situations. Um, and we have to, you know, the Bible talks about renewing Renew our mind. mind. Um, we need to change those those grooves and those ruts. Amen. You're, you're skipping ahead a little bit, oh, but sorry. that's good to get there. No, I'm glad you brought it up. But at so for people that are watching that may not think that the Spirit of God's in them or that they may not be eligible mm-hmm. for this Christianity that we're talking about, I thought I'd share a little bit about my personal testimony. I, I, I came to faith in Christ at a really young age, and it was a traditional way. I came forward at an altar call, and the guy scared me to death, and I thought, mm-hmm. I don't want to go to hell and be tortured for eternity, so I'm going to give my life to Christ, and I meant it, uh, but then pretty much fell away from it, didn't have anything to do with it, and I just went about my life. I you know, went through school yeah. and went through your typical teenage years, and mm-hmm. um, but the one thing in my early adulthood that really kept me um, from coming back to that relationship with God was I, I waited against the Christians that I knew. And yeah. I, I hate to say that. I'm not talking to anybody that I... Not you. Not you, but um, I was like, well, I'm going to have to not listen to rock music. I'm going to have to quit playing the guitar. I'm going to have to you know, start wearing wool suits and, you know, saying cheesy things. Cut your hair. Cut my hair. And I'd have to start living up to someone's expectations of like, well, now you're a Christian, so you need to look like this and talk like this. And I've seen that over the years in churches. It's like somebody comes through this massive transformation and just a total change of heart and mind. And then the church gets involved yep. and says, okay, well now we're going to clean you up yep. and you got to start doing this and you start, got to start acting a certain way. And it just scares people. Yep. And uh, it scared me away too. And so by the strictest Nazarene definition, I had fallen away from God and, uh, was not, uh, living for God. Uh, but but the thing is, I continued to see grace in yep. my life. I, yep. I continued to feel like God was responding to me when I prayed. And I was the farthest thing from a Christian. Mm-hmm. I did everything bad that you weren't supposed to do. But yet, mm-hmm. I still With felt... With gusto! Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was a good sinner. I enjoyed it. <laughs> but anyway, I, I still felt God's yeah. presence in me. I knew he'd answer. He was answering my questions and my prayers. And so I began to see, it's like, oh, wait a minute. God wants me. Right. He doesn't want my behavior. He Your doesn't want to make a cookie cutter little Christian out right. of me and mold me into right. something that I'm not. And he put these gifts and talents in me and he wants to use them. Um, and so at that point is when I realized that, you know, I'm going to surrender to God and commit to him and accept him into my life and then here I am Lord mm-hmm. take me take me as I am and uh, take me with the wheat and the tares right. and as you mentioned we're going to get into that that when you look at this a little deeper the wheat and the tares are he in the parable prior to this in Matthew he says that the uh, the seed is the message of the mm-hmm. kingdom and mm-hmm. so the word of God the mm-hmm. sower sows the word 
Well, we're sowing the word of the kingdom and we are sowing the items of the kingdom and how to think and to how to be. And uh, we began to realize that our relationship with God is a living, breathing mm-hmm. thing. And it's about it's about now. Mm-hmm. And as I, the kingdom is, the, con- right. the kingdom can be compared to. So it didn't make grammatical sense to the way they worded it for me to say, oh, well, this is about the end of the age of, you know, something that's going to happen on, on judgment day. Well, ultimately, you know, it, it does say that, that ultimately at the, at the end of the age, um, all, all the, all the, um, all the tears in our life and in the world, you know, all the systems, you know, I was describing Mm -hmm. earlier, those are going to be done away with. And so that's, that's good news. Yes. So we won't have, well, there will become a time when we won't have to deal with that anymore. All the terrors will be burnt up. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything that, yeah. uh, what's the, everything that can be shaken. Will be shaken. Will be shaken. Mm-hmm. So our job is to keep spreading the seed of truth about the kingdom. And, and some will fall on good ground yeah. and some will fall on stony ground. And um, I was comparing it to a health fair. For those of you that don't know, we've had a business for the last 20, 30 years. We uh, take crews on site to companies and we offer wellness screening. So companies provide this to their employees and it's a free height, weight, blood pressure, pulse. We check your waist, your BMI, your body fat. We do a full chemistry blood profile and it's just a way for you to evaluate your health and to see how healthy you are and mm-hmm. maybe identify problems. But the the bad part of that is, is the people that are really concerned with their health are usually the healthy people. Mm-hmm. And so they show up and do all these things. The 70 to 80% that are unhealthy don't care and they don't show up and mm-hmm. they don't want to know. They figure right. no news is, is good news. Right, and, which doesn't make it go away. Amen. Mm-hmm. We're, you kind of got me. You I'm got, sorry. You got ahead of me. So I did. Now, um, but anyway, let's, let's talk about some of that. Oh, um, so God has, God has forgiven our sins. And last week, remember we talked last week about Romans where it said, therefore, there is no condemnation mm-hmm. in Christ. Well, I wanted to bring up this week that whenever you read a scripture in the Bible, please read the chapter before it and the chapter after it because you've you've really got to get the context of these things and especially in Romans because a lot of effort has been made at making a doctrine out of chapter 7 and that's where Paul talks about the wretched man that I am and the struggle within him that I, I want to do good but my flesh I always do bad and I choose wrong things and he's heaping condemnation on him. he's loathing and I'm just a horrible person and I think this is where we get a lot of our ideas about just the uh, worm theology worm theology just how yeah. terrible people are at the core well he establishes all that in chapter 7 and chapter 8 starts with the word therefore. Mm-hmm. Well, anybody that took English in junior high knows you don't start a sentence with therefore. You don't start an idea with therefore. And it means that you need to find out what it's there what it's, for. <laughs> so you back up. What it's there for. And 
so you read chapter seven, you read the wretched man that I am, and you read this conflict, and then he starts out, therefore, there is no condemnation yeah. for those that are in Christ yeah. Jesus, those that are operating in the kingdom, that guilt and condemnation doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. And this is our new life in the spirit. And that's what we were talking about last week was how we are now walking in the spirit mm -hmm. and not in the flesh, mm -hmm. or as we defined the false egoic self, the self. Yeah. So this parable in Matthew is not so much about the end times. I'm not saying it's not like mm -hmm. you'd mentioned, right. but when we look a little bit deeper, it's really about our present yeah. reality. Yeah. And if you, if, uh, if the word has found good soil, then you've sprouted as wheat mm -hmm. and uh, there'll be good mm -hmm. fruit in your life. And so what I wanted to bring up was it's important as we move forward this year. And the reason I picked good, good father is because you have to understand to be fully convinced of God's spirit within you yes. and your complete forgiveness and acceptance in yes. Christ. You have to be convinced of that and assured of it. Well, the Bible talks about us being rooted and grounded in love. Um, that's also uh, rooted and grounded in the knowledge that, you know, you are beloved. That just like that mom telling that little girl is you are loved. Mm -hmm. And we have to be rooted and grounded in that. But I'm going to I'm going to give you a clue if you're wondering if God is drawing you um you know you find yourself wanting to learn more or maybe pray more or just you know find out what what the bible has to say that is god in you drawing you into mm -hmm. god's self so rest assured it's god because god is in you amen that's good and it's a complete work of grace yeah not dependent yep. on anything you can do mm -mm. or yeah. have done. Right. It's not about behavior. Right. It's it it behavior will indeed change mm -hmm. as you experience the forgiveness and the love of God, but yes. it's not about that. It's right. not about learning or earning it. Right. In that way. So Because we can't. Because we can't. It's and it was and God designed it that way because it's everything is a free gift and like we've said before even your faith you didn't conjure up your faith you didn't work real hard to get faith you didn't grow faith um, faith um, was created and planted as that good seed in you by the Holy Spirit right. and then and then we're not even the ones that get to mature to grow it because the Bible also says that um, the, he is the author, so he created it, put it, that seed in you, and the perfecter. So God's the one that, that perfects your faith or grows it and matures it. So Amen. that's a free ride. What's that song? Come on and take a free ride. Add that to the list. Yeah, well, that'd be a good one. <laughs> so I wanted to, a couple of notes about this parable of the wheat and tare. We've kind of touched on a few of these, but let's revisit them because I think, I think they're important. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is, it is like, it's mm -hmm. not going to be like, but it we- It is like. It is. Mm -hmm. So the kingdom of heaven is. And so 
it is our life that we put in subject to the kingdom mm -hmm. or the way of God. Yeah. We talked about that. So now we want to declare our allegiance yes. to the ways of God. Which like, was why it was such a political statement, because to say Jesus is Lord um, is was exactly the same as saying Caesar is not, Herod is not. It's actually pledging your allegiance to the reign of God and not to someone else. So it was it was a big deal to um, proclaim Christ. Very big deal. The enemy that talks about is not necessarily the devil. Right. You know, there's a lot of words that the Bible uses for yeah. devil, and one of them is our adversary. Yeah. And I'm going to get accuser. Accuser, good mm -hmm. one. And. I'm going to get a little psychological here, but the adversary many times is our own self, yes. is our own ego. Yeah. Uh, how many times do we self-sabotage? Mm -hmm. You know, how many times do we do things out of fear because we're self-preserving, we're mm -hmm. protecting, yeah. and or we uh, don't do things out of fear. Yeah. Well, it seems like self-destructive ways and thinking keep us in bondage, and that's that inner self that doesn't want to advance yeah. it doesn't want to have anything more than it has right mm -hmm. here and it instills these seeds of destructive thinking mm -hmm. and you'd mentioned automatic negative yeah. thoughts Ants. so mm -hmm. yes you can blame it on the devil and he might be out there chirping a mm -hmm. little bit but a lot of that adversary is just our own ego yeah it's our own self-bent destruction mm -hmm. and we have to change that yeah and we have to start sowing good seed yeah. and the seed is the word as we mentioned it's truth it's principles it's the message of the kingdom um how many times i thought of you can i share it about the uh, I'll, I'll share it anyway but okay. you get mad like because when i tell you you could free you could screw up a free lunch oh you don't tell me that <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't dare tell me that but when we get told that all our life yeah. by like our parents yeah. you know, oh you could screw up a free lunch or you're stupid or yeah. you know i was always told you're never going to amount to yeah. anything i had i had a teacher tell me that i would be voted most likely to be in prison yeah. at our at our 20th reunion yeah. well you say sticks and stones may break our bones but they do hurt they us do. and they they get implanted yep. and they take root yep. and they grow up as tares yep. and these are our these are the things that formulate our thinking yep. and how we see ourselves and then when we see ourselves god might actually love me well then we slap it down yep. and it was like no and nope. yep. can't be that way but we we are raised the field of our life gets these weeds sown yeah. into us every day yeah. and that's why parents you got to be careful about how you talk to your kids because they are going to take that mm -hmm. seed it's going to plant mm -hmm. and it's going to grow up it'll it, either bear good seed will bear good fruit bad seed's going to bear bad uh, fruit it's just the law right and so natural law my I'll pose a question to you to think about, you know, what are some of the ants that have been sewn into your thinking? Mm -hmm. Automatic negative thoughts, negative thoughts, mm -hmm. thoughts that cause self-destructive ways. Mm -hmm. Well, think about that and realize that that's the enemy, right? That's that's the enemy that has sown that. And now God wants to change you. Yeah. 
and he wants to replace all of that. He wants to woo you in, bring you in part of the kingdom, and he uh, wants you to renew your mind. And you may have heard, uh, you may have heard the ants analogy, but you may have also heard like um, um, your shadow self or your shadow side. Um, and a lot of people are afraid to deal with those kind of things. They don't want to be faced with their with their inner darkness. Mm -hmm. um, but God wants us to deal with it, but not by ourselves. Right. God is right with us, in us, as us. I mean, the word today, I just uh, read that the spirit um, groans within us because we don't know how to pray like you know, we should so that God even allows uh, his own spirit to to uh, pray through us. But um, and he wants to deal with those darknesses in us. Right. And so they can be healed. So we've talked about that before being wounded healers. You notice that um, after the resurrection, um, Jesus still had the wounds. He still had the wounds in his side that he showed Thomas, the hands, his feet. Um, and I think that's partially to show mm -hmm. that that's, that's a law of the kingdom is, is to be wounded healers. So we allow in the quietness and the solitude to maybe allow God to bring up things that we just don't want to deal with right. so they can be mm -hmm. brought into the light and healed. And, healed. and then you can turn mm -hmm go and turn and offer that um, healing to others. Right. And the important thing is there is to know that God takes us wheat and tares. Yes. We've got a field of our life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. He gets us good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's good. Um, so finally, let's talk about, you're, you're saying, well, but, you know, at the end of the parable, the tares are thrown into the fire and burned up and there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Surely that's talking about hell. Surely that's talking about the non-Christians that are going to get tormented and judged. Well, wait a minute. You got to think about that for a minute because the tares are burned up. The, we're talking about these truths mm -hmm. that we govern our life by. And things that were not sown by God. And God allows them to, you know, mm -hmm. the good and the bad that are in our life. Well, remember a few weeks ago, we told you that Jesus said that wisdom is justified by our children mm -hmm. and that truth that's kingdom truth will bear fruit mm -hmm. of life mm -hmm. in your life and wheat that is sown of the enemy tears or tears excuse yeah. me well that'll burn up yep that idea of that wheat or the tears the idea of those non-truths that are in our life mm -hmm. that we try to live by well those get burned up yeah. those get proven yeah. By fire. I, yeah. I was trying to think of the colloquialism, like, you know, we're trial by fire. Trial well, by which fire. comes from the Bible. Yeah. And what's Wood not of God will get burned, get burned up. up. Right. Well, what we're talking about, see, when they say the sons of the kingdom and the sons of the evil one, in Jesus' day, this is a saying yeah. of like, well, the, this outcome or this idea, or if you're a student of this train of thought, well, then you're a sons of that. Yeah. And so the the thoughts and the byproducts of the evil one and the thoughts and the byproducts and the ways of the kingdom. So again, we're talking about truths that govern our lives mm -hmm. and the process of changing them. 
because where I'm at now is different than where I was 20 years ago, mm -hmm. and I think differently. Yep. And so I've got a little, I've got a little less tears in mm -hmm. my field, mm -hmm. but uh, God's going to let those grow, and those are going to get burnt up, yep. and uh, they're going to get proven out. And I think we've mentioned several times just antidotes in our own life about we're convinced that this way is right and my thinking is right and then life tends to prove it yep. out yep the the crud gets burned up yep and the wheat the good stuff gets harvested and, and yep. produces fruit in our life so these truths that we live by and govern our life will be proved out burn up and you'll be proved by fire and the end of the age in Jesus time in context there, he's talking about the when Jesus is crucified and resurrection. Well, he ushers in a new age and the church age began. Mm -hmm. And then if you remember in history in AD 70, mm -hmm. Israel was burned up yeah. by fire. Rome came in and just burnt Not the place to Jerusalem. the Jerusalem, yeah. I'm sorry, came in and burnt the place to the ground. But in an immediate sense, what I'm talking about in our lives, again, is that wisdom is justified by her children. And so in the age of our lifetime, in the end of, you know, whenever an age comes to an end, they're going to be proven out. Mm -hmm. And uh, God will prove these things out. And life will tend to prove yeah. these things out. And I've so learned a phrase um, that I'm starting to, you know, get down into my thinking is that I'm... I let go, and you can say this for yourself if you want to take it, I let go of that which does not serve me. So you think about maybe old ways of thinking, uh, maybe even just thinking about yourself. Is it serving you? Is it bearing fruit in your life? If it's not, then you let it go. Mm. Amen. Because, I'll, I'll end with this, you say, well, what about the weeping and gnashing of teeth? Well, back in Jesus's time, this was a very common saying, mm -hmm. and it talks about extreme sorrow mm -hmm. and regret. We don't have to go to the end of time to experience sorrow and regret. We have that right here. Mm -hmm. We have sorrow and regret. So when these things are proved out, there's going to be sorrow and there's going to yeah. be regret, but there's redemption yep. in Christ. Yep. And that's what we're talking about here is we want to live our life walking in the spirit and in the joy of the spirit, the joy of the love we have in God. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to experience that regret and that sorrow of our choices. We've all been there. Yep. We've, we've all been there, but Every day is a new day. Yeah. Every day is a day to, to look and the rest of your life yeah. is ahead of you. So if you've never accepted Christ, what we're saying today is that God's spirit has drawn you here and you are reaching out and seeking truth. Well, you're loved mm -hmm. and you're forgiven. Yep. And today is the first day of the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And you can begin to work side by side with Jesus mm -hmm. in your heart to weed out those terrors, yeah. weed out that thinking and begin to be like the little girl that yes. Don talked about, that you are loved, yes. you are accepted, you are forgiven.